0: Okay, welcome back to Leading Matters. You know, I hope it's your second time here, but if it's not... I think after you listen to today's episode, you're going to want to come back. What do you think about that? <laughs> in fact, what I want to encourage you to do is, if you are enjoying today's episode, share it with your colleagues, with your friends, your family, because I think there's a lot of good value in here, not only from a business perspective, but I think just as uh, you know how we conduct ourselves perspective. So, uh, my guest today is Rakia Reynolds. She runs a successful PR agency here in the city of Philadelphia, and. I, look, I have been chasing Rakia down since probably March to get on the show, and she finally agreed to, to talk with me today, and I'm so glad that she did. So in spirit of what I've been doing lately with the Take Action Now plan, courtesy of Ryan Estes, by the way, go listen to the Ryan Estes episode. You will not be disappointed. I want to point out some things that we can glean from the way Rakia's approached the business development and growth of her of her uh, organization, Sky Blue Media. And by the way, that is Sky S-K-A-I, Blue Media. So uh, here's what's unique about the way that Rakia has approached her business. She has a more, for lack of a better word, traditional kind of media communication approach. And she's taken that foundational expertise and expanded it across all the varying and new media channels that are available. So that's the first thing she's done. She's taken the foundational expertise elements of a discipline that really haven't changed. Only the channels have changed and applied them. So that's the first part. I'll get back to that in a second. But then she's connected three disparate, seemingly disparate industries together to serve them exclusively, and they are fashion lifestyle and technology and um, I'm fascinated by how she's been able to do it uh, actually and she unlocks that mystery but with the first point here which is let's stick true to that foundational element so what's the takeaway from today's episode and I think the takeaway is this we want to look at what the very core is of our everyday disciplines. And I don't think we do this enough, right? I don't think that we, we take the core for granted. So once you're through today, whatever your discipline is, whatever your line of work is, you know, literally, you know excuse me, literally write down what those core foundational elements might be. What are they? How are they conducted? More importantly, how are they measured? And then you want to do two things. You want to evaluate first whether or not you're actually covering all those areas. And I think the second thing, and which is a little bit more interesting for us, is how can we take those core foundational elements of, of what we do on a daily basis and apply it to some of the new approaches to how business is done today. So listen, that's uh, we look I one thing I like about doing these is like to really dive into what's happening with those that I talk to and, and gain some wisdom out of, out of um, what I've learned. So that's what I took away from this discussion with Kria, uh, Excuse me, Rakia Reynolds. I think you're going to take away the same thing. So with no further ado, let me jump into the episode. And please, if you like this episode, spread the word, pass it around, and enjoy our next 20 minutes with Rakia Reynolds of Sky Blue Media. I am really uh, pleased to be joined today by uh, Rakia Reynolds. Rakia is the founder of Sky Blue Media, uh, with presence here in Philadelphia, in New York, and I just learned just a moment ago in Florida, as well. And I've been chasing Rakia down since probably late winter, early spring, because I'm just ever since uh, <laughs> because I just really am uh, really love the work that they do. I think we talk a lot here on Leading Matters about just kind of knowing who we are as a, as a company, as a firm, and I think Rakia Reynolds personifies exactly knowing who they are and who she is and how she wants to lead her business. So uh, Sky Blue Media, if you look at their website, uh, very clearly articulates what they're all about. Uh, They believe in implementing strategies that honor authenticity while elevating each brand to new levels uh, and their success in, in PR campaigns really involve those strong relationships and I could speak just uh, from knowing their work and management approaches so first things first for Kriya, you know thank you for being patient with me and, and finally uh, taking some time out to join me
1: absolutely thank you for having me and thank you for these thoughtful questions
0: <laughs> well, look, I'm excited to hear you know how the, how this goes because you, you've you've definitely shown some, some great growth. So let me just jump into it here, and I think the first place to start is why don't you tell us a little bit about Sky Blue Media for those that might not know your phone, and mostly what you're focused on. So I'd be interested in hearing a little bit about that focus because I think it sets the tone for where we'll take this conversation.
1: So Sky Blue Media is a multimedia communications agency, and we focus on the verticals of lifestyle, technology, fashion, and nonprofits. So we started, well, you know, I started this agency because I was a former a television producer. Um, I was also a magazine producer, and I was headhunted by a PR firm years ago to manage their Web 2.0 department. So before it was called social media, it was called Web 2.0. And what I really liked was the storytelling of brands and how they evolved and how they sort of came about. In the traditional sense and, you know, then it was the non-traditional sense which was online. So what I did was I started a company taking all of the relationships that I had in magazine, radio, and television and really being, being able to foster a voice online, and I started a company after that. So our clients in the tech space, just to give you an example of tech verticals that we work within, you know, Dell is one of our clients, and we work with them on, I mean, projects, you know, we've worked with them on experiential marketing where we're producing events or, you know, doing something thoughtful as they're pushing out a project, um, being inside of their their influencer circle where we're co-authoring articles with them talking about Generation Z and how they're utilizing Technology. And then we also work with, um, you know, we launched Uber here in the city of Philadelphia. We worked with them on experiential and we worked with them on a comprehensive communications plan. And then in the fashion space, we've worked with uh, Dom Streeter, who won Project Runway. We also work with Serena Williams and her brand on HSN, where I am also the on air trendsp- trend expert and spoke- spokesperson. Um, so we, you know, do the social media, the behind the scenes with that brand in a fashion. Sense for HSN. We also represent five top models um, in the industry. Out of and they are assigned with the big agency IMG in New York City. So we work with them on their messaging, their branding, their voice as it relates to how they're in the market. Um, so that's our that's our fashion and and tech space and and lifestyle. You know we work with stores and boutiques. Um, Special projects, we are the agency of record for the Forbes Under 30 Summit, which is coming to Philadelphia. So we're working with them on, you know, all of the communications and press from the local, from the local market, doing some advising on what national outlets look like and, and really giving, giving some, some ideas and, and innovation around how they're communicating with the millennial audience. And in the nonprofit space, we've worked with organizations such as InLiquid. We work with the the Legal Defense Fund in New York City. Um, We worked with them on one of their big game lists here. And and for nonprofits, we take our communications tactics and techniques and really develop out-of-the-box fundraising strategies for those nonprofits.
0: So, look, that's a great uh, you know, coverage of, of what you've, you've done because I, I think that's a big reason why I, I really wanted to get you onto the show because, you know, as, as social media certainly matures, it's become less about the new technology and more about just the standard way we communicate. And really for a lot of companies, it is a challenge to pick and choose the right media channels and then to be consistent and communicate over the proper channels. And what's interesting about what you, what you just described is that all of those areas, uh, somebody outside looking in might say, well, gee, they, they kind of are all different kinds of areas. But this is why I'm so kind of uh, fascinated by what you've done here because, and correct me if you think I'm wrong here, but it seems to me that you, you really, the, the underlying common denominator here seems to be the, the experience and the lifestyle impact of technology, of fashion, of uh, whatever the, the clients might be doing. I mean, was that a, an intentional direction or does that, did that kind of evolve?
1: um i would say it evolved but there were there were intentions behind it i mean when i started Sky Blue media the branding of Sky Blue media was actually in and this was back in 2009 before the the word was popular where people were saying multimedia we were branded as a multimedia agency and initially we started off as a multimedia production company because we were working for colleges and universities to tell their stories online. But there was always the, you know, a a concerted effort to be a multimedia communications agency. And it has definitely evolved because, because of technology and how quickly it is evolving and how things change. So it's really being able to work with our clients and identifying you know, a very concrete message on what is going to help heighten the visibility of their brand and then what kinds of platforms and tactics or measures that we will take in order to to deliver and to do that.
0: Now, do you think, Rakia that you're, you know because what I'm experiencing in you know the clients that that we help and, and also the, these interviews that I do with business leaders is that those traditional um, foundational elements of the communication and media plan are even more important today than they were maybe five ten years ago so what I'm discovering is that people that understand the traditional nuances of media especially as it plays over multimedia channels have kind of an advantage versus the upstarts that just want to uh, you know tap into whatever the latest media trend might be. Again, again I, again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you think that the, the traditional media disciplines help in this multifaceted media world that we're in?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that it gives you, you know, the traditional media tactics always give you a great foundation. You know, there are skills that are needed. You know, a lot of people like to say that they're so tech savvy. But what it is is we live in a world where everybody is tech dependent. So in order to really navigate through, you know, especially in the arena that I am in, in marketing and communications, you have to have the foundation of traditional messaging. That's writing, that's knowing how to communicate with someone that is being able to trend forecast, that's being able to apply stories in, you know, a seasonal, topical, or relevant mindset. So those things aren't things that are sort of fly by night, they are, those are tools that are taught, you know, over time, be it in school or be it the mistakes that you made when you were, in my, you know, in my situation, you know, an entry-level publicist working and, you know, getting people hanging the phone up on me. When I started pitching years ago and working in the field of communications, we were sending tons of emails, we were sending faxes, you know, sending faxes, um, and we were calling people, which I, I, I still miss. I'd like to be able to call people. So having those, those pieces, those cornerstones and that foundation have definitely enabled me as a leader for my team to be able to figure out how we navigate through messaging when everything is moving so quickly with technology and being able to write emails in, a, you know, in 140 characters or less.
0: <laughs> sure. Although I guess Twitter's new update with our uh, unlimited text DMs will, will help a little bit there, right? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this, uh, Rikia. You, you mentioned about you know, your team, and I want to talk about the team for a second because I know your team has grown a little bit since we last spoke. And I think, look, just the little things about how you present your team. And it's, uh, you know, just I know – these elements of lifestyle are, are important to you as, a, as an individual and certainly important to your clients and how you drive your your business. Is that, is that you know, it almost, is, it's, so when you look at Sky Blue Media online, you can get a sense by a look and feel of what you're all about. I mean, is, again, do you, when you're hiring people into the team, is it is that a, a sense that you interview for? In other words, do you want, team members to to join that understand the connectivity between technology and lifestyle and, and fashion and how these things impact the customers of your clients?
1: Yeah, I think I would say yes and no, you know, because they're, you know, talent is it's it's tough in in any in industry and because I am the you know CEO, president and you know I own and operate the company, I have my hand in so much. So sometimes it's very hard to, you know, select talent. And I would I would say that I always bring people on for charisma, character, personality, and, but I also look for the way they communicate. You know, I always, I always ask people what you're reading. How do you talk to people online? How do you respond to media? So looking at, like, what their proactive approach is to media and technology, and then also analyzing what their reactive approach is to media and technology, and then finding a really great balance between between the two, and I would say, I will say that the, the talent that is here at SkyBlue Media, a lot of it is innate, you know, the people that I hire are people that, you know, are, are talented, but then it's also taught because the, the company culture is, is one of that, it's enabled where we're all really a team and we share our brain power.
0: So let me, let me uh, kind of connect to that idea of culture for a moment, right? And what uh, again, when I speak to small business leaders, they all speak of their, their values and their culture and that it's important to stay true to them. And many of them go, go so far to kind of identify where an opportunity just might not be the right fit. So uh, – Again, as Sky Blue has grown and as you've kind of better defined who you are in the marketplace, you know, locally and, and indeed nationally, is there revenue you won't take because it might not be the best cultural fit for you? And if so, how do you know when that's the case?
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, I will say that all of the business that we have here is very much—it is a juried exhibit, and I use that—I use that term all of the time because it's—you know—it's like we're an art gallery. All of the the. The paintings and, you know, objects that we hang in our office are our clients and it has to have an overall consistency because it's our brand as well. So it, I can tell right away within the first 15 minutes of meeting someone if they're going to be a good fit or not. You know, and so it is, you know, when we meet with clients, it's It's an entire process. We've gotten – we get calls, oh, my gosh, daily. We get a ton of inquiries of people that want to work with us, and we get an influx, I mean, of emails of people that, you know, want to hire us and throw out numbers here and there. But once I evaluate someone or their brand or their product or their service, and I I look and say, okay, this is not going to align with the mission or vision of Sky Blue Media, I can usually say, okay, sorry, we can refer you to someone else. Or maybe you can do these three things, and we can get back to you in a couple of months. But we are very, very, very conscious of the the kinds of clients that we bring in, because a lot of our clients, you know, are pretty popular. They're recognizable names. They're notable people. The products and services that we work with, you know, as, you know as well. So I would never want to sacrifice our already existing customer base, especially, you know, I've been building this company. I started the company in 2009. I wouldn't want to give it up just for, you know, I wouldn't want to give up the the solid brand that we've built thus far just for money. And money is not everything.
0: No, sure. And again, that's I can't tell you how much that rings true with uh, with a lot of small business leaders that are that really stick to true to their, their mission and their culture. So, how about on the other side of the coin, when you onboard a new client, right? And you know you've developed a process, you know the process works. I'm sure there's those uncomfortable meetings, especially early on, where maybe it feels uncomfortable to them. You know they they certainly joined uh, to do business with you for one reason, but then when the rubber meets the road, they kind of get hesitant and maybe a little cold feet on on doing certain things. How do you how do you get clients over that to buy into the vision and, and how you're going to execute to make them, you know, more uh, successful?
1: I mean we're very clear on, you know, never um over promising. You know, our our mantra is, you know, that we will, you know, under promise and over deliver. So we're very clear with boundaries, expectations. There is an entire intake process here where we go over, you know, goals and wish lists. And when we deliver pro- proposals, we go into what that looks like, so goals and how they can be measured, what objectives will be taking place, how the t- and going through tactics and really explaining explaining our, ourselves and our services to the clients that we work with, and we're very, very clear on deliverables and when to expect them, so looking at what, like, an internal timeline looks like versus an external timeline so we know how long something will take, and we, you know, we can get to meet, you know, um, Success rates and, and, and measure, you know, already existing metrics because, you know, the research is very important. But, you know, in order to deliver that to the client, we've had to go through, you know, hundreds of case studies, you know, with clients in previous years just to see what works and we've gotten it down to a science so that we know exactly what we are going to deliver. Now, we always put some sort of, you know, we always put something out there that says nothing in communications is ever guaranteed. It's not. You know, we could have a, a client scheduled to go on CNN, and this is a real story, and, you know, 30 minutes before the interview, that has changed. So anything anything can change, but we, we're very clear, we're constant communicators, and we always let people know what they can expect.
0: This is, um, look, and this might not be your your, um, your coverage area, but I'm curious about crisis communication, right? Do you do much crisis communication at all?
1: Uh, we start, well, I actually started off in crisis communications, um, you know, working with clients years ago. And it's something that I actually evolved out of because it was for me i was i liked going more the lifestyle route i liked doing more of the you know the tech um but we still get a ton of calls for crisis communications a lot of calls um we actually just got three calls in one day on tuesday or wednesday and we are very careful about taking crisis, communi- crisis communications because that is a, an entirely different vertical. Now I have advised people on crisis communications but we do not actively intake crisis communication clients.
0: Okay yeah, that's that's kind of why I asked the question right because I'm, I'm kind of I'm always look I understand the need for that marketplace because these things obviously happen right but I also as we talked earlier about traditional media values kind of being more important across the multiple channels that are available today I kind of think, and this is more my opinion, that if if we elevate how we're communicating, if we are very consistent about it, and then most importantly, transparent about it, I mean, aren't we predisposed to be able to handle crises a a little bit more effectively if we are transparent and consistent, with that we've been transparent and consistent all along?
1: I mean, yes, but there's also, you know, certain things about crisis communications that it's not just about transparency and it's not just about being consistent. It's about knowing what the message is. It's about being being topical on what's going on in the media so that you can respond to things. I mean, I look at things that are going on right now, and I sometimes read how people are responding to things, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, if you would have just read the newspaper or the headlines this morning, you may have framed your answer a little better. So, you know, crisis communications is being up. it's being proactive in media, it's being proactive in your message. It is being transparent and consistent, but there are also messages in there that, that require professionals to really think about and require professionals that have relationships to articulate your message, because you can be consistent and transparent all you want, but you need someone that's going to leverage relationships if you need to tell that story to the media.
0: Uh, that's good. I think that's a that's a very good description of it there. I hadn't even thought about that relationship component, but that makes complete sense. So, listen, Ricky, I want to round it out by just talking about the community itself, right? Because I know that you're pretty, you know, you do the the nonprofit work for sure, and I know you're passionate about those things, and I know you you play a role in the tech community here in Philadelphia. You're well connected, uh, and, and I've, you know, I was talking to uh, Chris Wink back in the spring. Uh, the, you know, for our listeners, Chris Wink runs uh, technically. It's a, a a blog that covers. Uh, um, technical uh, communities here uh, Baltimore and Brooklyn I believe but but I'm curious about how important Sky blue media makes community involvement right is, is it especially in the context of not not necessarily self-service but we have to build those relationships up but then it's also if we edify our community I think it's it's uh, just a more fulfilling business experience I mean do you actively prioritize that as part of Sky Blue's mission?
1: Oh absolutely here everybody, has to sit on some sort of advisory committee or be on some sort of board um and and you have to be active it, it, and, and and I always want people to be super passionate about it and it has to be something that they like so I don't just uh you know assign committees to people, but you know that is something that we hold you know. True at Sky blue Media because I can't just be, for me, it's very important personally. And so, you know, personally, I sit on a number of committees, you know, I sit on the advisory committee for, for technically, uh, for Philly Tech Week, but I sit on another advisory committee for Tech Girls, another organization here. I'm also a global delegate for the United Nations and I do a ton of work with that. So it, you know, it, it can't just be, you know, the CEO and the founder of the company being interested in. When you come into Sky Blue Media, you're buying into the culture, and, you know, I'm setting that bar of, you know, we have to have a level of mission-based activities going on or some sort of social impact going on, and everybody has to actively engage. So everybody sits on a committee. Everybody has some sort of give back that they're doing to the community because it's, it's, it's sort of, I don't want to say it's. Uh, there's a word that somebody said it's it's not forced but you know it's highly
0: encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like that description. Highly encouraged. I think it's a good way to, to do it. So, listen, I am going to, to leave it at that. Uh, Rakia, R- 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 I think uh, you've done an excellent job of helping my audience understand why I was so eager to get you on the program. So, we have been speaking with Rakia Reynolds. She is the founder, CEO, president, and really runs the whole show over at SkyBlue Media. You can find them at skyblue, S-K-A-I, com And even though she sounds pretty busy, I think if you think you're business fits their model. They're certainly a a group you're going to want to reach out to. So Rekia, I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day to join us today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.